Hey guys, welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm your host with me today, as always, Stephen Ruiz and Evan Thorpe. What's up, guys? Hello. Hi. <laughs> Super enthusiastic. I appreciate it. Uh, we got a lot of sports to cover. A couple of things that we're going to hit on the podcast. We're going to talk about the Cleveland Browns. We're going to talk about the situation in Maryland with DJ Durkin. We have a little segment called Not Sports, But Whatever that we're going to get into towards the end of the show where I try to convince both these dudes that they should go see A Star is Born. Not happening <laughs> at all. We just watched the trailer. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's kick it off with the Cleveland Browns, though. Can somebody just wrap up the situation there? Because it sounds chaotic. Let me give it to Steven. So we got to go back two years. Yeah, two years. Uh, so the Browns started this, like, new front office where they're going to hire these analytical people and they're going to try to rebuild the team, which has been bad for so long, using, you know, different methods. And they hire Hugh Jackson as the coach, and he kind of gets into it with that front office, and there's a power struggle, which he eventually wins. So even though he was terrible as the coach, he was he went 1-15 the first year, 0-16 the second year, somehow won that power struggle, kept his job. <laughs> They brought in a new general. That's that's insane, by the way. Yeah, one in thirty-one. It's crazy. So they brought in a new GM, and then they've kind of forced him to hire Todd Haley as a new offensive coordinator, and then Greg Williams as a defensive coordinator. And if you know anything about these two men, it's that they are both nuts. Like, what, like legitimately nuts in the sense I'll, that they're like. I'll let I'll explain how they're nuts. Greg okay. Williams was in the bounty gate bounty gate scandal in New Orleans, where they were basically incentivizing injuring opponents and he was kind of running it yeah and then todd haley just get doesn't get along with anybody last year well he he was in pittsburgh last year and he feuded with ben roethlisberger and at one point he had i think he got hurt he slipped while in a bar fight during the middle of the season so that's todd haley for you (laughs) so anyway so him and todd haley todd haley and hugh jackson clash because they're both offensive guys and they both had different ideas on how the offense should run and basically both of them tried to get each other fired and so there was another power struggle with hugh jackson but nobody won that one because they were both fired on monday and now now greg williams is the head coach now the psychopath that pays players to injure people who was once recorded telling his team Kill the head and the body will die. As, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He was suspended for a year for that, and he's back in the NFL. Now he's the head coach of a team. When they called in uh, Ty Haley to, like, after the firing of Hugh Jackson, do you think he was getting the – he thought he was getting it like, we're going to let you run For sure. Game. He thought he won the power struggle. He probably <laughs> walked in there thinking, yes, this is my moment. I've got a team, and I can work with Baker Mayfield, their quarterback, and I can, you know, keep this job, and then he got fired too. How did Hugh Jackson keep his job for as long as he did? He was nice about it. He like it, made losing seem like it's all right. It's, We're gonna it's gonna turn around. It's not even it's partly that, but he has a really good connection with the media because he's known for leaking stories to the press. Like that's kind of his thing. He like everyone knows like when a story comes out in Cleveland, it's like sources say everyone knows it's Hugh Jackson saying it. So the media, kind certain members of the media treated him well, kind of like built him up and tore down Sashi Brown, who was the GM that got fired in the first power struggle. So, yeah, I guess the owner took his side over Sashi Brown's, and that's how he he got another year. Clearly, winning had nothing to do with it. Oh, no. At all. He they was won a, two games in what? How one many games game, did they have this oh, year? Oh, they won two he, this year and then won his in first year. In the past year. two years. Wait, let me interrupt for a second. Give me your thoughts on Baker Mayfield. He's all right. 
Yeah, I think that I He's I, young, right? Yeah, this is his first year. I think he's going to be good. I don't know if he's going to be as good as they expect him to be. I don't know if he should have been the first overall pick. I think he'll be good, but he's not going to save the Browns by himself. He I right. <laughs> <laughs> Like if you had a like if you had to like rate him, he's I right. He's all right. Yeah, sometimes there's nothing else you can say about him. How does he compare to our other favorite topic, uh, the Peter Man? He doesn't. Like, it's in a whole well, other league. Yeah, he, the Peter Man makes him look like Tom Brady. But the comparison. Peter Man is so good. He's so bad at being good. bad, he hasn't played a full game. But he's back this week, right? He's back. Yeah, he's starting. Like, And I wrote about this. I said, like, mediocre quarterback play is, like, impossible to watch. No one wants to watch that. But god-awful quarterback play is, like, as good as watching Aaron Rodgers play. Like, I can't wait to watch him play. Yeah, it, it, there's something really fun about just watching a train wreck. You're like, oh, this is this is going to be terrible. I can't wait to tune in. We're mm-hmm. discussing the game today during our, our Twitch stream, which you should turn it to every other Wednesday. We try to get it on Thursdays. We bet, basically, not even on a game, but, like, how many interceptions he's going to throw and if he's going to finish the game or not. Like, that's <laughs> what we want to watch. By the way, he's every he started four games Four games, he's never finished a game in his career. Oh, God. And he's throwing an interception, and, oh, he didn't throw one. He didn't throw one Wednesday. He was two for two. On Monday? On Monday, yeah. Yeah, he only threw two passes. <laughs> perfect, though. <laughs> it's rare. A perfect game. Um, let's uh, let's rank kind of the dysfunction that's happening with the Browns right now. Like, yeah. I think this is peak Browns. Like, And the Browns have been so bad, and them being bad has been a story for like a decade now, and you you always think oh they, this is rock bottom, but no like <laughs> this has to be rock bottom. If this isn't rock bottom, then I, maybe someone's gonna get like murdered on the field. Like I don't know how you go <laughs> whoa, lower whoa, than whoa. this. <laughs> Dan, you got dark. that's a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another feature on for the win that we've been talking about, which is that if we were to take some of the storylines happening in sports and we were to make a Hollywood movie out of them. Who are the people we would cast? Yes. So before we get into our casting choices, I do want to put this in the context of the Browns have to make a comeback, right? This would be the start of the movie where everything is terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then at some point they actually have to have like a redemption nope. arc. Nope. Mine's a rom-com. <laughs> Mine's a rom-com. I mean, your rom-com can have redemption arcs. Okay. So uh, let's let's trade it off. Um, Evan, who are your picks? All right. So for the owner... Jimmy Haslam. Jimmy Haslam. I'm Should we, like, explain the characters before we – like, Jimmy Haslam's – Yeah. You it, you explain it, and I'll tell him why. He's an incompetent owner. He's not patient at all, and he's kind of shady. Like, he got in trouble for – I think it was, like, using his company plane, like, not how he should have been using it. And he got in trouble for that. He got fined, I, I believe, like, a lot of money. So you need, like, you know, uh, someone you can kind of laugh at, but – you're not laughing but with him. But somebody who you're also has has to have a little bit of power. Yeah, and yeah. he has power. And like, he has power. Yeah. Who's your Who's your pick? John Travolta. Oh, that's a good one. He John can Travolta. He make himself that right color orange, <laughs> like we saw in the OJ TV show, and like he 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 looks like he's somebody who has power. Right. You know, really big. Yeah. And you know, he's wide. But he also does not have like a, a squeaky clean image, right? When you see John Travolta on your screen, you know something shady is about to happen. Yeah, and that's why you make him the owner. <laughs> and I think John Travolta thinks we think more highly of him than we actually do. Yes. <laughs> he's not in on the joke. Yeah. yeah, he's not in on the John Travolta joke. His right. hair has gotten so weird, by the way. It, look at the it's owner's It's like a hair. Lego man's hair. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> All right, that's a good pick. I've got a good pick for Hugh Jackson, but tell me, um, tell me a little bit more about Hugh Jackson, like the actual person. I think he's like you could say he's personable. Like a Browns player, an anonymous one, told a reporter that he compared him to Michael Scott. I don't know if he's like that corny or whatever. I don't think he's trying to make people laugh, but he is like kind of, you know, it's it was clear he was underqualified for the job. All right, what about? All right. I had Ari Spears at first. Which is a terrible pick. So I changed it to Tyler Perry. Who's your pick? Ooh. That's oh, wait, a good I one. like Ty- Tyler Perry. I had Forrest Whitaker. Forrest? <laughs> what? No. I had Andre Brower. I think it should be Andre Brower. No, no way. No. <laughs> he commands too much respect for, for Hugh Jackson. That's a terrible pick. All right, all right. Maybe you guys will like my pick for Todd Haley a little bit better. Uh, uh, defensive, oh, uh, like, offensive coordinator. I like mine. I like mine too. Todd Haley is like if Russell Crowe was. I, I'm not picking Russell Crowe. If uh-huh. Russell Crowe was an offensive coordinator where he just wants to like fight everyone. <laughs> All right. Who's your pick? I have Michael Keaton. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, people love Michael Keaton too much. D- no, he could he could act like he did in Spider Man. Mm. What do you got? Oh, I had um, John C. Riley. That's a terrible pick. John, hey, John C. R- Riley. That's good. You know what mine is, which is better than everybody's? How is that good? Uh, Todd Haley. It should be Ben Affleck. Uh, have you seen Ben recently? Mm. That is a good pick. Because like he's, he's, like, he's dipped into crazy. You could just make him, like, every scene he had in Batman versus Superman just put into this Browns movie. Yeah, because I think both of them are both, like, brooding. Yeah. I think it's the best and, way to describe them. I still right. like Michael Keaton. You guys are hating. <laughs> you guys don't. You guys got they have these actors have range. All right, moving on to Greg Williams. I had Will Ferrell. And I had the same guy. We came to those independently too. Okay. I did not have anybody because he just looks like some schmo. So forget about him. Baker Mayfield. <sighs> okay. This one was the hardest one for I me. got one. I got one too. I had Okay, I'm going to go Miles. I had first. Dave Franco. Okay. That was one of my first thoughts. And Dave like, and not James. I had no, Dave because he looks younger. Okay. He looks younger. Okay. And you look at him, they got like that dark hair and stuff. And if he could grow a beard. He sh- he had a beard in a, what's that movie called? The Disaster Artist. The one about he the did. movie. I didn't yes. watch that. Oh, oh my God, good. you didn't? No. I watched the original movie, the movie. I watch it all the time. I love it. Uh, my the pick room, for yeah. Baker Baker Mayfield? Casey Affleck. I, I thought of him, too. <laughs> my problem was too old. He's probably a little too old, yeah. My pick is better because I think Baker, like, when we saw him in uh, Hard Knock, he tried to force the funny sometimes. And I feel like you could have my guy force the funny. And it still be funny, though, in my rom-com. What's, who's the romantic yeah, lead in this rom-com? That's what I want to know. <laughs> like, who's, what's the romance? What's the romance? Football. <laughs> the Baker's relationship with the football? I was envisioning House of Cards style. Oh, I like that better. Political. Yeah, it's political, like people trying to undercut each other. Yeah. We want to laugh at the Browns. So the Browns are probably the most dysfunctional team in the NFL. In the NFL, in all of sports, I would say maybe in all of sports. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good call. Um, slightly more serious topic. I do want to get into what's happening out in Maryland. Stevens, a Maryland alum, with DJ Durkin. I'm I'm honestly not going to get too deep into it because I don't mm-hmm. have anything coherent to say that isn't just all about the toxicity of football culture yeah i don't even think you have to get too deep into it you could just look at it from a surface level and know it's really messed up 
It's foot, toxic. Yeah, foot, and it, football's like that, and there's no need for it. Like, even we were talking about Greg Williams in the kill mm-hmm. the head and the body will die. That guy's a head coach in 2018. It's crazy. Yeah, and so this is what I mean, right, that these things trickle down. Like, it starts – it doesn't even start in college. It starts for players as soon as they start playing this mentality of, like, having to be tough, having to push your body. And then it goes past – and it goes up to levels that are unacceptable. And some coaches – like you said, Greg Williams embody that. Like that's just their style, and that's just how they do things. And it has really, it can have really terrible consequences. Like Jordan McNair lost his life because of that. Yeah, like, that that organization has a body on his hands, and like you can't go a day without thinking, like, yo, they really lost a player. Like a player died under their watching care almost. It's not even a player; it's a kid. He was yeah, nineteen a years old. Yeah, yeah. What this makes me think is that stuff that's happening in Maryland is not isolated. Yeah, if you think this is the exception, you're crazy. Um, So one other thing that I want to get to before we wrap up, uh, in a segment that I like to call Not Sports But Whatever, which is a tag that we have on our, our website as well, uh, earlier in Slack, I mentioned that I had seen the film A Star is Born like four weeks after everybody else saw it, but I don't care. I got around to watching it. I loved it. I'm dead inside and I loved it. I thought it was great. And Steven and Evan both refused to watch it. Yeah, uh, she's, we watched the trailer. I'm not interested, but I'm going to let Steven explain why we're not interested. Go right ahead, well, buddy. I don't want to say this for Evan, but... It, Wait, this, why, yeah, why do you not want to watch this? Because, first of all, it's... Say it. Too many white people. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to say it. There that. was one Dave Chappelle. They, they had Dave Chappelle in there, but that was forced because Bradley Cooper's character is like a country music star or whatever. And it's, like... Yeah, it's definitely a, and I'm just going to say it, it's definitely a white people movie. And Dave Chappelle's like a like an old black dude who's kind of wearing like a Kango hat. He's like, looks <laughs> yeah. kind of cool. Those two people don't hang Hold out on, in real life. What year was this movie like supposed to be played in? I, mean, it's I think like, it's, it's modern. It's modern. Yeah, it's modern. Those two people are not hanging out and talking about life with each other. And hey, then black say, man with a Kango hat, I got to act. <laughs> I'm a country star. And then. <laughs> He's not country. He's like. Americana rock. I've only watched a trailer and I feel like I've already seen the movie. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the end for I'm you. I'm just going to keep. You can. Uh, I'll, but yeah, anyway. What were you At saying? one point, uh, first of all, Lady Gaga's like, oh, I'm uncomfortable singing because people say they don't like the way I look. And you know she's going to sing right after that. <laughs> Be quiet. You're Lady Gaga. Like, what are you talking about? So, we're not buying it. My favorite part of the trailer was like, they showed her eventually coming on stage, like, uh, Bradley Cooper had to convince her and she was yeah. like all reluctant and then she finally does it and then, like the first thing she does is just like wah, wah. like it's so weird I'm like rah, rah, you've been rah, waiting rah, rah, rah. you've been rah. waiting years to get on stage and that's how you that's the first thing that comes out of your mouth like if I was at that show I'd be like this lady's a lunatic hey <laughs> I'm not here to let you guys trash talk a star is born, did you cry okay? during this movie I yes cried all oh the way through God. this movie what? I cr- yes why from the beginning <laughs> until the end I sobbed my entire way through it. And it has nothing to do with Lady Gaga. So have you, you guys cried when you saw Dave Chappelle? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cry when I saw Dave Chappelle. So the uh the original musical, right? There's one that stars Judy Garland, there's one that stars Barbara Streisand. And I know this is a podcast about sports, but I don't really care. So <laughs> the original is about the the on the ingenue becoming famous and then mm-hmm. bradley cooper makes it about the the aging rock star who is kind of like on his way down and has like a substance abuse problem and it's very self-destructive it's a very good movie there's a really cute dog in it what does that have to do with the movie 
It's it's very emotional. Hemel, don't act like you care about cute dogs. Now. I don't, but this. When's the last time you cried watching a movie? The last time I cried was when I watched The Dark Knight Rises. Oh and my god! I thought, Ooh. I thought I almost did. You I, I, I don't think I've ever. You cried. guys both lie. You I know. didn't cry when when that ship when not the ship, but when it blew up and then when Alfred was crying. Yes, <laughs> I got up and I like once I saw him at the uh, the restaurant and Alfred looked over and he like. Raised his glass to him. I cried after that. I, I don't think I've ever cried during a movie. Not like that I'm against it. Like I wouldn't judge anybody. I have judged one person. I'm not going to say my relationship to him, but <laughs> you guys are going to start laughing right when I say the movie. <laughs> it was during Transformers 2. <laughs> 2. <laughs> what? Wait for it. It gets better. It gets better. When Optimus Prime dies and I'm doing finger quotes right now, I looked over and they were crying. I was like, first of all, it's a robot. Second of all, this is a Michael Bay movie. Third of all, you already know he's coming back to life or whatever you call it. It's a robot. Wait, so you cried or somebody you were with cried? Someone I was with cried. Dog, I had to unfriend him in real life right after that. Now, I cried at the end of Armageddon when Bruce Willis like goes down. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> they cried over de- over cars. Was it a it child? was a woman. Was it a child? It was a grown woman. Okay. Okay. Still doesn't make up for it. Oh no, I make fun of them every time I see him. <laughs> Transformers 2. Transform- not even Transformers 1. The only good one, the only tolerable one in the series. Well, we're going to wrap up this podcast. Thank you guys for hanging out and listening to us. We'll see you next week. You sound like Scooby-Doo doing yeah. Lady Gaga. That's how Lady Gaga sounded to me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>